Welcome to The Daily Drive, a podcast from Ford Driving Skills for Life that delves into teen driving safety tips and instruction. This podcast will also highlight community awareness campaign ideas and personal stories of tragedy that have led to advocacy. We'll have conversations with the people who work to keep teens safe on the road every day. People like traffic safety experts, parents, teens, and professional driving instructors. And with that, I'll turn it over to professional race car driver and the lead for Driving Skills for Life driving instructor, Mike Speck. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Drive presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. Summer scootering is back, and I'm sure many of you have seen electric scooters in cities across the United States, and they certainly make sense. They're economically viable, they're environmentally responsible, and they're just plain fun to ride. But with all of the conveniences that e-scooters provide, the riders also have where they should have a sense of responsibility when they ride them. In this day and age with motorists, cyclists, pedestrians, and now scooterists, and I'm not even sure that's a word, we all have to make sure that we share the road and we share the road responsibly. But how exactly do we do that? Well, we do that with knowledge and we get knowledge from experts. Our expert today is Alice Friedman. She is Senior Manager of Safety Policy with SPIN. She's going to talk to us about some of the technology, the trends that she's seeing in the industry, and she's also going to give us some safe riding tips. Alice Friedman with SPIN is up next on The Daily Drive. Alice, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? Good. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on the program. So uh, you heard me say earlier in the intro, I use the term scooterists. Uh, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that actually a, a term? Uh, you know, it's not. And it's something we talk about sometimes because it's sort of a, you know, scooter riding is a mode and not necessarily a, a whole a whole lifestyle. So, yeah, I, I don't think we call people scooterists yet, but, but who knows? That could change. Hey, who knows? Maybe Webster's Dictionary will pick it up and it'll become part of our lexicon. Now, I, I don't know that everybody really knows what an e-scooter is, or maybe they know, but they haven't seen one before. Fill us in on where a person's most likely to see one and, and where where they're accessible. So as a an e-scooter, or sometimes we call it an electric stand-up scooter, are sort of similar to the scooters that you may see kids ride around in, in your city or town where you're, you're holding onto the handles, you kick with one foot, and then you can coast. So the, the electric scooter is a version of that, except instead of kicking, you have a throttle and a little motor that's going to keep you going um, with, with electricity. So that's that's the e, the e part of the of the e-scooter. Where they are, we're in about 75 cities and campuses around the world. So you might find them in, in any city or town or large town maybe that you visit um, in the United States or, or in Canada or Europe. Yeah, I've ridden several of them and I have to admit they offer a tremendous amount of flexibility in terms of travel around traffic. I mean, you, you can avoid mm -hmm. a lot of things. Uh, and as I said before, they're just plain fun to ride. Are you seeing any any trends 
and scooter ridership, let's let's kind of focus in on something. Any trends related to perhaps COVID? Yeah. So last year, of course, we also there was a, a huge dip in traffic for the first part of the year. Traffic has pretty much recovered, but what hasn't recovered is transit use. So a lot of people who stopped taking the bus or the subway wherever they live, particularly for commuting, haven't gone back to that, even though the vehicle trips or people in passenger cars ha has gone back. So we had a record breaking month, actually, in terms of scooter riders. More and more people are, are finding it. People use it as a way to get around, but also just a way to have fun. So that's something we hear a lot from our riders is that the reason their ride is, is not necessarily to get from place to place, but just because it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, I, uh, I agree 100%. We've already mentioned it a couple of times. They are really fun. We do a lot of traveling across the United States with the Ford Driving Skills for Life hands-on programs. And many times when, when we're in a city, instead of taking cars from the hotel to go eat dinner, uh, we'll find uh, an e-scooter and take that. Now, because we do that, uh, a lot of us actually carry foldable helmets with us, which uh, we've heard of before and again, we use as well. Any other safety uh, precautions that a rider should take or, or uh, uh, let's say equipment that's available out there? Well, in, in terms of equipment, I mean, you can get wrist guards. Some people do wear those. That's it's not common. Really, in terms of equipment, the number one thing we recommend is, is a helmet. A folding helmet is a great way to make sure you have one on the go. Um, Spin will also mail you a helmet if you go to our website at spin.app slash safety. And that's really important. So, you know, if you would wear a helmet when you ride a bike, you should wear a helmet when you ride a scooter. That's, that's kind of our number one thing. Um, in terms of safety, a, a second thing that people don't often think about is how you park the scooter. So it, it can be something that can, you know, somebody could trip, particularly if you have low vision or, you know, some kind of a mobility issue. Um, so so it, people don't always think of parking as a safety issue, but it really is, particularly for, for other people that we're sharing the, the public space with. Um, obeying local traffic laws is a big one, following the flow of traffic, making sure you're always stopping at stoplights and red lights. You know, we like to say you have all the rights and responsibilities of somebody driving a car, but you're just having more fun. So that's that's really important. Um, riding sober, that's a big one. Of course, it's important when you drive. People don't know, but in some places you can actually get a DWI if you're riding under the influence of drugs or alcohol. So you don't wanna risk the injury to yourself. You don't wanna risk the injury to others. It's, it's really important that you're always sober when you're riding one of these electric vehicles. Um, and yeah. then the last thing is to stay back from large trucks and vehicles. Things like trucks and buses can have really large blind spots, bigger than, than you might guess if you're not really thinking about it. So just a really good, easy way to check is if you can see the driver in the mirror, they can see you. And if you can't, even if you're directly in front or behind the truck, then you know that they can't see you either. So it's important to always really maintain a lot of space between yourself and a large vehicle and just make sure that you can see the driver so the driver can see you. Yeah, those are great tips for the riders in terms of how to be safe. But as we mentioned in the intro, being safe is also a shared responsibility. Mm -hmm. How about drivers, motorists? Uh, can you give us any safety tips that they should be adhering to? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the number one thing I would tell drivers is that speed really matters. So I think, you know, it's kind of a common practice to say, oh, you know, the speed limit is 55, so I'm going to take it 65. That's okay on the highway. And you know what, on a highway, that probably is okay. But in an urban environment where you're likely to run into pedestrians, people riding scooters, scooterists, and people on bikes, um, 
even a couple of miles an hour difference can actually really impact the risk level to the people around you. So a statistic that, that people often throw around out there is, if you're going 20 miles an hour and a collision occurs with a pedestrian, nine out of 10 of those pedestrians are gonna walk away. If you're going 30 miles an hour, that drops down to five. At 40 miles an hour, which doesn't sound that fast, it's down to two. So really just a small increase in speed at an urban environment can have a really dramatic impact on the likelihood that if someone does the wrong thing and a crash does occur, that someone's gonna get severely hurt or even killed in that situation. Um, a second thing is turning slowly and then really checking, check the sidewalk, make sure somebody's not coming across, even if that sidewalk's a little bit behind you. So that can also make a big difference. And that's, that's a really common place for crashes to occur is, is at the intersection. You know, put the phone away, that's a, that's a big one. You know, distracted driving can have the same impact as actually intoxicated driving in terms of your reaction speed. And it's, it's increasingly become sort of like the number one factor in a lot of um, vehicle crashes. So, so that's, that's, that's a big one, distracted driving. That's a big no-no. That's a good big no-no when you're riding too. <laughs> you always wanna stay alert. And then the last one, which is sort of something we think about in um, sort of like the world of traffic safety and vision zero is you expect others to behave unexpectedly. And that's where sort of that going slow really comes back into play is that, you know, people do make mistakes. People will jump out in front of you. People will kind of like come from nowhere. And you want to make sure that the consequence of that isn't something that's going to be you know, life-changing for somebody. So you always want to kind of expect somebody might stop in front of you, you want to stay back, somebody might jump out, you want to go slow. And and those those four things will really cover cover a lot of a lot of ground. Yeah, ultimately, and we discussed this on the Ford Driving Skills for Life program, it's important to concentrate on the task of operating any machine, whether you're uh, driving a car or you're uh, riding an e-scooter. And the only way to make sure that you're concentrating is to make sure that you're not distracted. And there's nothing that's going to inhibit that concentration. As you mentioned, things like uh, impairment is also a potentially serious problem. You mentioned it uh, just now, and I'd like to touch on it a little bit further. Can you discuss your partnership with the Vision Zero Network? Yeah, so so Vision Zero, even beyond the network, is is the idea that basically we should have zero traffic deaths and that every traffic death is in some way preventable through a combination of engineering, enforcement, and um, education. So what we have a part of the Vision Zero Network is a group that's dedicated to, to making sure that that happens nationally. We, we have right now a partnership with them to look at the equity impacts of the, one of those E's, which is enforcement. And... Um, we also do a program where we look at the engineering side, which we call Spin Streets, which is where we'll actually go into one of the places where we have our scooters and work with them to do some kind of improvements to make it more safer places to ride. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good series. It's a good partnership. And the strategies for safety are, are excellent that way. Um, and reaching zero deaths would be an incredible achievement. Again, I think the whole share the road idea, mm -hmm. the, the idea of the shared responsibility of making sure we keep each other uh, safe is, is critical to reaching that goal of zero deaths. Um, I want to let our viewers know that if you go to drivingskillsforlife.com, uh, all of the tips that Alice just gave you 
uh, we have online. And we'll put up a graphic here real quick and it, it'll show you uh, what that tip sheet is like. This is some great information. Alice, I really enjoyed having you on the program. If you don't have any last thoughts that you want to convey, I wanted to ask you a, a quick question. Are there any last thoughts you have? Uh, just a last thought. While, while we're giving out websites, I would just uh, say spin.app slash safety has a lot of other great resources, including some videos with tips on how to do safe riding on an e-bike or an e-scooter as well as a quiz, which you can take to get free ride credits if you get 100%. So check that out. Absolutely, and we'll make sure that we put that website up. Um, so my question for you is, uh, if you were riding in a limo, uh, let's say just any car, and you had a mm -hmm. chauffeur, is there somebody, anybody, you had to pick one person mm -hmm. that you would most prefer to have as your chauffeur driver? Well, I have to say I'm a I'm a micro mobility nerd. So if, if we're having anybody anybody take me anywhere anyhow, I'd definitely rather be on a on an e-bike or a scooter. <laughs> That's a great answer for sure. And uh, I'm actually going into downtown LA today. And I think I'm gonna take a quick spin on a spin, as a matter of fact. Alice, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us. I really enjoy the conversation and some great safety tips. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Take care. Take care. All right, everybody. So that was Alice Friedman. Again, she's Senior Manager of Safety Policy with SPIN with some terrific information. Uh, the website that she mentioned is popping up right now. So take a look at that. And then you can also uh, take a look at our drivingskillsforlife.com website. Well, why should you do that? Well, we just mentioned that we've got a whole bunch of safety tips in there as well. And the drivingskillsforlife.com website gives you uh, many other resources on how to be a safe driver. The Ford Driving Skills for Life program is designed to help teens to become safer drivers. Why do we do this? Because unfortunately, the number one cause of death in the United States for teens and actually in many countries is vehicle crashes. So we wanna try to positively influence your driving experience. And we do that through education and that education is found uh, right there on the drivingskillsforlife.com website. All of this education is, provide, is provided free of charge to you through the Ford Motor Company Fund, which is Ford's philanthropic arm. I also wanna add that we are going to soon be uh, holding our award-winning, again, free of charge, hands-on, behind-the-wheel driving programs. You can get information by, again, going to the website and then making sure that you take a look at our training page and go over to the link uh, where you can make sure that you sign up to be notified when we're going to be in a city near you. And we are excited to be bringing that back to communities across the United States uh, uh, again soon. This is Mike Speck for The Daily Drive signing off. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you back here the next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Daily Drive. 
presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Ford Driving Skills for Life and on Instagram and Twitter at Ford DSFL. You can find a video version of this podcast on our Facebook page or on YouTube. We hope you'll tune in again to this podcast for news you can use to keep teen drivers safe on the road.